0: This is Baldy's Breakdowns the podcast with NFL insiders Brian Baldinger and Jason Lockenfora an Odyssey Sports original. Welcome to the latest edition of
1: Baldy's Breakdowns. We come to you as always courtesy of our friends at Odyssey and we are Jason Lockenfora that's me at Jason Lockenfora La- on Twitter easy for me to say And I have the privilege to chat ball for the next half hour or so with the main man behind this podcast, Brian Baldinger at Baldy NFL. You guys know him. You love him. His breakdowns in video form are the best, and we give you the audio element of it here. We've been whipping around the league division by division today. The NFC North is the focus of this podcast, and Baldy... this, this division has not lacked, uh, for off season drama no. and intrigue primarily because of one particular quarterback, uh, who still
0: represents cheesehead nation. Well, that's, that's Aaron Rodgers. Um, first of all, Jason, it's good could be with you. It's, uh, you know, it's mid July, uh, temperatures are at or near uh triple digits, mm-hmm. which means football season is here. It's here. It doesn't matter where you're at in the country right now. Um, it's, it's. It's hot, and it's it's hot in Green Bay because Aaron Rodgers is there, and his star receiver isn't. Yep, they wanted to keep Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams wanted to move on. Yep, uh, that's what free agency and what players have that ability now. But you know, I think the Packers are the cream of this division. Have been under Matt Lafleur and Aaron Rodgers. They have owned it. They've, I think, Jason, they've got forty wins. Yeah, over man. the last three seasons, it's ridiculous what they've done within the division. Everybody's looking up at Green Bay, and the fact is, is you know we, the research is all out there. In the last three years under Matt Lafleur, they have played seven games without Devontae Adams, and they're seven and zero, and not just seven and zero, but they they've averaged over thirty one points a game. So that's a limited, you know, it's 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 limited. Okay, have seven that, games, yeah. uh, you know, it, but it is, but you do have to look at it and go. They have won without him. Mm-hmm. And they're going to keep winning without Devontae Adams. And I don't know that the receiving core is great. They've drafted three receivers. We'll see what they look like. You can't count on rookie receivers, especially in Green Bay. It takes time. It's a, you know, it's a it's a very advanced system of how they throw it. And so you got it, you know, you, you don't want to cross Aaron Rodgers up. <laughs> <Woo-hoo>. <laughs> you, you know, I mean, you're you're gonna get the ball thrown in the back of your head. Yes, Um, if you do. But but regardless, they used the resources they got in the deal with the Raiders for Devontae Adams to upgrade the defense even more. And the defense is going to be lights out. Good. I mean, you can't find a weakness that they have on that side of the ball. And then offensively, they're going to get their two starting tackles back, which played Bakhtiari and Elton Jenkins. And Mm -hmm. they played very little football last year. And the other guys, you know, John Runyon and uh, Josh Myers, and guys, I mean, they they played a lot as young players a year ago. So I think the team around Aaron Rodgers is still really good. And everybody is going to be challenged by this team once again in this division. I think where they will miss Devontae, Jason, to be honest, mm-hmm. is just in key moments. You yeah. know, that that fourth down play. Yeah. Well, yeah. all right, the whole world knows it's going to Devontae can't and they can't stop, stop it. it. Yeah you remember that comeback against San Francisco like week two or week three last year? Yes. In two balls in the middle of the field with no timeouts, goes to Devontae Adams against the 49ers defense to kick the game-winning field goal. Like, in the moment, they're going to miss Devontae. And I don't know who that guy is this year. But as a team, they're going to be – they're really well-coached. They're very sound. And that's the – everybody will be shooting for them. Do
1: you have any concerns, Baldy? Let's take Tom Brady out of the equation. Everybody else has hit the wall, right? Father time has caught mm-hmm. everybody else. It caught Peyton Manning. It, 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 it caught Dan Marino. Yeah. Like
0: Drew Brees. Don
1: Elway. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that. you you go from looking like one thing, a perennial MVP candidate, to by the middle of the next season, you start to say, man, th- this guy ain't quite the same. Do you have any level of concern about that with Aaron Rodgers. Not,
0: not now. Not I don't not right now, Jason. But I remember when Brett Favre's arm went on him and nobody ever thought Brett Favre's right. arm was right. going to go ever. But it did go. It 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 did. And you know, and it was during the season with the Jets and um but I I don't have any concerns now. We we may see something during the season. I think we'll all see it because we've seen what the standard from Aaron Rodgers is. It made, you know, he, he was sacked 5 times against San Francisco in their loss in the playoffs to the 49ers, mm-hmm. he didn't look quite as fleet as foot trying to get away from Nick Boza on a couple of occasions. Um, you know, it might start just with the wheels and can he get away from danger? Um, uh, you know, it, and then, then it goes to, to the arm. Can he still have the same whip that he's had? There's that doesn't look like there's any change, mm-hmm. uh, at the end of the season last year, even in a, you know, a, a devastating defeat at home. But, uh, so I, I think right now I don't have that concern, but it certainly can happen. It can happen during the season. I think we'll all be witness to it if that does happen. Any part of you,
1: after these three straight years, and you alluded to all the regular season wins, any part of you wonder if they try to go about this a little differently, knowing for them it's a marathon and no one really starts keeping score till January? Uh, well, especially know, after cool. all the playoff setbacks. Do they do they have to become a little more balanced? Do they have to take a little bit off his plate to try to have him be an ascending player, right, at the end of the season, which hasn't necessarily been the case in the postseason in the last couple of years?
0: Well, I mean, look, you, you get into the playoffs and you're going to see the best defenses in football. And so, uh, to your point, uh, is there another way to – to beat San Francisco in the postseason, uh in what they in what they do up front. Uh, you know, the special team, they fired a special teams yes. coach after that loss. That I mean, and rightfully so. Um, you know, San Francisco wasn't really gonna score, but block punt for touchdown, yeah. I mean, you know, all the stuff that happened, missed field goal, um, you know, that was a big part of it. But you know, the offense had plenty of blame to go around, like it did the year before in their loss to the Rams. So I don't know that, you know, if if you're suggesting Jason, that maybe you should rest Aaron Rodgers, you know, when they sort of have the division locked up, if they do. Yeah. Uh, He's not going to go for that. He's just not going to, he's not, none of these guys are going to sit down and say, well, let's rest the body. And I, they, they want to keep playing. They want to play to stay sharp. And so that, that's not it. I don't think that's uh, something that he would like. And I don't think it's something they would do. But lean on on the run. more? What's that? Lean on the run game more. Well, I think they they do that as it is. I, I thought they did, um, and I, I think they're going to lean on this run game a lot harder this year mm-hmm. during the regular season than they have because they've That's got a, saying. they have a really good one-two punch. They're completely different type of backs. Um, you know, you look at uh, Showtime Jones, and you know he is a slasher. He can he's he never misses a hole. He's got unbelievable vision, and AJ can just run and just. Like, I talked to John Runyon, the left guard. He's like, Baldy, I don't care how many times A.J. Dillon hits me with his helmet in the middle of my back. I'll take it because all he's doing is pushing us forward. So, like, that's who he is. He's just a a tremendous power back, and they both catch the ball really well. So I think you will see their carries go up and their catches go up this year during Mm -hmm. the season. Um, If you you look at how the ball gets spread around, Jason, I do think that the backs are going to get more of the load than what they have done
1: yeah maybe emphasize some of those high percentage horizontal passes and maybe not quite as vertical especially until they figure out who's the next best thing uh to um you know that's the the other thing though and valdez scantling was a sneaky little deep threat for them at times too so i i that's the element where if it ain't there do they force it or do they just to what you were talking about ratchet it down a little bit and go about it a little differently
0: Well, the one thing I I have said since Devontae's trade is if you look at the history of the Packers, I'm going all the way back to Sterling Sharp, you know, and all the guys that have come through there. um, They all waited their turn in order to become the guy. Mm -hmm. Devontae was there for three years. You know, he had all kinds of other guys in front of him. Um, You know, you you, you go through um, the history of this organization and receivers have to earn their stripes. And I don't know that they can just say, okay, well, Randall Cobb and Alan Lazard and, you know, you know Joan Winfrey, whatever, are the guys and we'll wait on, right. you know, the draft picks. I, right. I don't know that you can no. just wait on Christian Watson Mm-mm. or Romeo Dubs or Samori Touré if they're going to become players. I do think there's got to be more of a push to get these guys up to speed quicker. And whether that's Aaron Rodgers just being a little more generic you know, in, in the play call and what he sees. But I do think they, they can't afford to wait two years for Watson to become right. the, the go-to guy.
1: Right. Uh, they've been winning 13, 14 games a year here uh, since LaFleur took over. Vegas has them at 10 and a half. Mm. What do you, you think I there? think that's awfully
0: low. Mm. I mean, I think they're still going to be – I think defensively this could be the best team they've had in a long time. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you look at, you know, what they accomplished last year defensively and how they were able to, you know, take Devondre Campbell, which was as good a free agent as it was in football a year ago, plug him in the middle to play without Jair Alexander for much of the year, to see the development, you know, of an Eric Stokes and, you know, what they were able to do, you know, with Rasul Douglas Mm -hmm. um, and what he became. Whether it's the interceptions, the, the the pick sixes, and just the development of players and high draft picks, and to get them all to play together, um, and then you add these other pieces that they drafted this year, and Quay Walker and Devontae Wyatt. I mean, this this I I right now on paper this should be a top five defense, and they should take the ball away yeah. at a much greater rate. Darnell Savage is a hell of a football yes. player. Um, they they they've got all the pieces to be able to take on anybody and keep them at 17 points or less right now.
1: Well, time will tell if the Green Bay Packers are able to uh, shed some of their... They, they still look like a 12 team. or 13 win yeah. team to me. I'm even with you. I'm with you. And I think the the overall weakness of this division will have something to, to, to say with that and sort of subsidizing their win total as well. If there is a team that can push them, I don't think I'm going out on a limb here. It would be the Minnesota Vikings. I am. This is what I'm buying about the Vikings. Baldy. Mm-hmm. It was really bad there for mm-hmm. years. Plural mm-hmm. with Zimmer and a lot of his assistants and pretty much everybody on the offensive side of the ball. Yep, And everyone was so under his thumb and so looking over their shoulder about, is he just going to, is he just going to get on the headset and scream, run the ball for the whole yeah. second half? You know, when's he going to walk into this meeting room and sort of metal and butt his nose in, you know, when's he going to bark at the quarterback again and act like he's the reason everything goes wrong. Like, I believe in addition by subtraction, and Mm -hmm. I don't know how great of an NFL head coach Kevin O'Connell is going to be, but I could see this kind of being like when Stefanski got to Cleveland and all of a sudden it was this breath, breath of fresh air and all these guys like a Baker Mayfield started doing things that they hadn't done to that point in their pro career and everybody was able to just sort of exhale and do their thing on that side of the ball. And there's a lot of talent on that side of the ball. I think Minnesota has a chance to be an interesting team in the NFC, and I don't think it's all just X's and O's. I think it's the human element.
0: No, I, 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 I completely agree. I think, you know, Zim took him as far as he can. But, you know, the personality can wear on you. Mm-hmm. And how Mike, you know, treated people and, you know I mean, you know, some of these guys – they should just, you know, they, they proven that they were very good defensive coordinators. Maybe they shouldn't be leading the whole organization. Yeah. And I'm not here to take a shot at Zim. I mean, he they got him to the playoffs, won a playoff game. But this, you know, just what you're hearing out of uh, Eden Prairie, Minnesota right yes, now yeah. is that breath of fresh air, a different way of doing things. I think Justin Jefferson, as good as he's been, like thinks like this. I want to be what Cooper Cup is. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I, I I can be that guy. Like, I I can get, you know, 120 balls this year, you know, in a when we start opening things up. And I do think that, you know, the, it's going to fall on Kirk Cousins a great deal and a, an offensive line that largely they have drafted. Yep. It's homegrown. Um, they've got to play better up front. And so I do think that getting Irv Smith back at tight end and all the mm-hmm. piece they have offensively, they, they look like – they should be a top 10 offense. Yes. Uh, I'd be disappointed if they aren't. And so if that's the case, um you know, can they challenge because defensively, they they've been adding pieces now to fix the secondary and to fix the age on that defense. Mm-hmm. Um you know, they've got some some real pieces. I'm I'm curious to see what Zadarius Smith looks like after back surgery, and missing, missing much yep. of the season. I'm a big fan of Zadarius. Me too. Um, I think this this could be a really – like him and Daniil Hunter mm-hmm. could be a really good one-two punch getting after the quarterback. So if he's healthy and if they're both healthy. And so I think they're the second-best team in this division. I don't think they're as good as Green Bay yet, because, largely because of the quarterback play. Right. But I do think that Kevin O'Connell and his way of operating and doing things and the youth and the freshness that he yep. brings – it's going to make it a lot more fun than maybe it's been.
1: Well, you mentioned the offensive line, and I think that is sort of the the, the one area. It's been an area of concern, it feels like, there for a decade. Um, they have, to your point, thrown a lot of darts at it in in the draft. Um, some have stuck. A lot of them, frankly, haven't. What What is your degree of confidence that that can just be a competent offensive line? You know, that it can well, just think- be a... A middling offensive line.
0: Well, Darrasol was the first round pick last year. He missed the, the start of the season, yeah, yeah. but he, you know, he had to kind of play his way into it, which is difficult for a young guy. But uh, Brian O'Neill has been very solid, and Garrett Bradbury, we know he's undersized mm-hmm. and he gets pushed around a little bit inside. Ezra Cleveland looks like he's the answer at left guard. Yep. So, you know, I think they've been good in the run game. I mean, Dalvin Cook hasn't struggled, mm-hmm. you know, at running back because of the line up front, and Alexander Madison has proven. That he's a good uh, counter to Dalvin when he misses a game or gets dinged up or whatever happens to Dalvin because of how hard he plays, but I I think the run game should be very good. I mean, they have been good to begin with. Yep. Um, You know, they're going to have a very similar scheme: wide zone, play action. That's what um, you know. That that's what the quarterback's really good at. Uh, You know, and then so when it is third and twelve, you know, and Kirk needs an extra tick. To, to get to a second read, to, to get to the open receiver, you know, can they hold up and give it to them? And that's kind of the question mark right now.
1: They were a team last year that tended to start games pretty well. And then once they kind of got off their script, uh, second half things tended to kind of fall apart. H- how much of that is sort of going back to where we started with this team before we move on? How much of that do you think that was sort of that, boy, that sort of, gristle that tension that sort of you know them not maybe being simpatico with the head coach and that as these games wore on and as you saw these ebbs and flows and swings like I think of that Steelers game you know what I mean where the levy just seemed to break for them time after time after time in the final you know 15 5 7 minutes of a game
0: well I remember seeing uh Zimmer down the field they were in Los Angeles they were playing the Chargers Like maybe early December, and at that point, Jason, like five or six games that they had played came down to the final play. Yeah, like they beat the Carolina Panthers in overtime. KJ Osborne, game winner, overtime, game over. But they also lost more games, and on the final play, it came Mm -hmm. down to you're talking about you know at the end of the games. So you know whether it was a you know game winning field goal game-winning touchdown, final play, like, that's how close it was in a lot of cases. Now, you know, Zim, he can't help, like, you, you got to be yourself. I mean, he carried yes, that. Yes, rhythm. yes, yes, yes. Like, that weight. Like, you got to walk in that building on Monday morning and you got to, you know, you got to pick everybody up when you lose games like that. Not everybody can do it. Yeah. Not everybody are, are built like that. Some guys, Vic Fangio was like that. You know, these guys, they brood, you know? Mm-hmm. They, you know, they kind of grovel. And that's not... The way you bounce back from these these difficult losses. I mean, Sean McVay bounces back. Yes, or he just comes back. You know, and he's 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 just different. He's different. But but you know, there is there is something where not necessarily just the even keel that people talk about. You know, difficult losses, wins, losses, like maintaining that. But there is there is something that you got to have from a leadership standpoint that when you walk into the room, there is optimism. Right, You know, there isn't this heaviness oh, that weighs, yeah. you know, and I, I like he, Zim can't change who he is, No, but I think Kevin O'Connell is more like that. And I, and I even, you know, during the whole interviewing process where it looked like Harbaugh was going to get the job. I mean, yeah. he was out the door at Michigan. Yeah. And he was ready to leave. Yeah. 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 And I, you know, and Quezzy and the, the Will family and, you know, the guys up there, they're making these decisions. They, they, you know, Kevin O'Connell doesn't have nearly the experience that Harbaugh does and all that, but there was something about that type of personality yes. that they were looking for, right? Yes. And so I think that was a big part of him getting the job.
1: Absolutely. There's, there's no doubt about that. Vegas says eight and a half for the Vikings. I think the Vikings are a playoff team. Maybe I'm a little too high on them, but... If the in the in a watered down NFC, if you told me the Vikings won ten games, personally I wouldn't flinch. But that's just me.
0: I feel like they have ten wins in them. I do now. They've got you know they they've got a lot of new pieces, uh, starting with the coach, the way they're doing things, and but I do I do believe that they have uh, ten wins in them. I mean it's hard to find a, you know a a better middle linebacker than Eric Hendricks and a leader there. And they get Jordan Hicks joining them. I think that's going to be a good duo. I think they've, they've done a good job of patching this thing up, you know, with, with some pieces that have been missing there. Like, I feel like they've got 10 wins inside them. And if you get to 10, you're going to be in the playoffs in the NFC.
1: Yeah. I am with you there, Baldy. We will move next to Chicago. I do this because they had the third most wins in this division last year. I don't necessarily do this because I think they're going to have the third most wins in this division this year because I I feel like the arrow's up on the Lions a little bit, who we'll get to in a minute. And the Bears, Baldy, like everybody knew that there was a doomed regime there, right? And the ownership stuck with it at least a year longer than even a lot of people within that family thought they should. And when you do it staccato like that, and now they inherit a quarterback who eh, I don't really know, you know what I mean? That these guys are going to necessarily hang their, their coaching and executive future on the development of Justin Fields. And now it kind of feels like, could this be Trubisky 2.0, um, they didn't give him much to work. I mean, I, if you are building around the kid, you got a funny way of showing it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, You know, I, it almost looks to me like this is one of these where you give guys who haven't done the job five or six years, you kind of tell them quietly, hey, just, you know, you can kind of punt on the first year. Like, we need a lot of draft picks. Like, whatever. It is what it is. If the kid works out, great. But do your thing. Like, it, it, that's what it smells like to me. It smells like a you-know-what sandwich to me.
0: Well, I mean, this roster is is not a competitive roster, Jason. It just it, it isn't. They, you know, they were playing a thirty nine year old Jason Peters at left tackle last year. Uh, you know, I mean, it was it was horrible. But then, if you said I was up there at Hallis Hall in the summer, and you know, you look at Cleo Mack, and you know, you 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 look at Akeem Hicks and Eddie Goldman, and and you look at you know Robert Quinn, you go, wow, that's a pretty good front. You know, and that that's the strength of the team. Well, you know, everybody but Robert Quinn is gone. And I got so, news for you. He wants out.
1: I mean, I don't know if i to say sure it up, but he well, wants I mean,
0: out. Robert Quinn's been around long enough. Yeah, He's, he's a pass rusher. Yeah. yeah. Like, he knows he's not winning there. Uh-uh. And so, you know, he might, you know, have increased his sack totals. But, like, he knows that if they win five games, that, that's, like, yep. they've maxed out. Yeah. Maxed out. So, you know, Robert Quinn's been around. Like, these guys, like, like Khalil Mack, like, give me some place where I can win right yep. now. Yep. I can have some fun. Give me... Give me something that's fun on Sundays. Like this is, this is a bad looking roster. I mean, they have they they have not been able to build an offensive line for, in forever. Yeah, they've gone through offensive line coaches, head coaches. Uh, they've turned the the you know, the roster over. They still don't have an yeah. offensive line. Like it's still questionable whether Larry Borum or Tevin Jenkins can really hold down the edges against some elite pass rushers in that division. So, you know, and so. Like just the whole thing last year, like, like I was a fan of the the quarterback coming in and Justin Fields and them taking him. I was a fan of Justin Fields. You know, his first start is in Cleveland. You know, Miles Garrett is just like they're just going to work on this kid. And I thought they might ruin him in this first game. Like they they hit him thirteen times, they sacked him nine. He had no idea what was going on. Like it was just it was horrible. And I you know like. If you're going to be a great player in this league, you're going to overcome that. But that was not the way to start things. Uh-uh. But so to your point, when I look at this roster, I'm like, how many of these guys are going to be here in two years Right. if this is a competitive team? Like how many of these guys are even going to be around? You know, or like does Eddie Jackson want to be there? They're paying him elite money to be the free safety. But like he's not the player that he looked like he was three right. years ago. So uh, it's just it, – it looks like it's just – a complete building project to me.
1: And and that's why I kind of prefaced the intro like I did, because at least the Lions finally embrace the fact that despite the fact it may look like we've been rebuilding for 30 years, like we're actually gonna we're we're gonna have our deeds match that, right? And they bring in guys with six-year deals and they tell them, look, we know we know that we're going to have to tear it down even from the, the low perch we had to ever build it back up the right way. And and I feel like there's now a body of work where, OK, I can see a bit of a vision, right? I can see a bit of a plan, whereas the Bears to me are just still in the abyss like they haven't even truly from an ownership standpoint, recognize just how bleak it is i feel like the ford family finally got there you know whatever 16 months ago and it may bear a little bit of fruit
0: i i don't want to be this harsh on the bears um but to me it almost looks like they're an expansion roster with a young quarterback that's that's what it looks like to me like i like I, I can't trying. identify star players i mean i like darnell mooney yeah. um you know he can run i mean i'm not here to like just tear down everybody that's there. I, I like Darnell Mooney, but you know, this, this is a franchise that had a lot of great centers. You know, I was just with Olin Krutz mm-hmm. and you know, like Lucas Patrick's going to come in there from green Bay and be their starting center. Like, I, I don't know, like he's just a guy. Um, you, you you can't look at this roster and Roquan Smith is a good football player, um, but you, you can identify a player here and player there. Jalen Johnson's a competitive corner. I mean, I can go through the, a roster, but you can't see something where, you know, like if you take a young team and you build it the way Buffalo's built it. Okay. It's sure. easy yeah. to cut. And you look the way they've done it. Um And you look at the team that Josh Allen was four years ago when he first started and where it's at now, like they have built this thing up to an elite roster, Um, you know? And so where do they, where is bottom for Chicago? Huh. Like, how do you like to me, it can't get a lot lower, but maybe you have to. yeah, we would go down further. start giving away pieces, yes, for you know, just for more chips Gotta in the draft next year. Yes. And so that's so, yeah. sort like if if team needed a pass rusher to get over the top right now, like what could you get for Robert Quinn? You know, you might as well try to basically placate him, but also you're telling you're, you're telling your fan base, hey, look, we we know that we've got to do this thing the way maybe Miami is doing it. But, Baldy, this is why
1: it's backwards. This is why I said it's staccato. That crap needs to happen before you invest in the quarterback. Again, you know what I mean? Before you take another first-round quarterback who's going to be a little bit of a project. Like The sell-off needs to happen so that he comes into that draft with you already getting the extra picks. You know what I mean? Now this kid's going to play behind an expansion team roster. They're going to say, well, he's the problem. We're never really going to know. The new regime will draft their own guy a year from now. They have no experience doing it. So Lord knows if that's going to work or not. Right. And then we'll, we'll people all over social media will say, oh, well, Justin Fields was another bust, but like what, what fighting chance did he get there?
0: No, I mean, you're not giving him a fighting chance, you know I mean? So even if you look at, you know, obviously they had a very limited draft okay, and I like Kyler Gordon out of Washington in the corner, and they need a corner, um, and I like Jaquan Brisker, who's a safety out of Penn State, but, like, I, I you know, I, I don't see, um, I don't know, I, I, the, it, it's, it always has to start with your offensive line, and they've just taken pieces from other teams yeah. and kind of plugged them in right now, and I don't know that this group is going to be the answer here two years from now, so it it's, it's it looks like like they, like, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's horrible for the Fox network. I mean, Chicago a big market. Yeah, They've got a great fan base. They know what good football looks like in Chicago. Yeah, They know what star players look like in Chicago. And, um, you know, when Cleo Mack was there and he was just, you know, just tearing teams apart and Akeem Hicks was doing damage inside, like that fan base was going nuts. They put up with Matt Nagy because defensively they kept him around. But, you know, this is, this, this thing is is going to be tough to watch as, yeah. as you know any kind of a, a Bear fan right now.
1: Yeah, six wins last year. Vegas says six and a half this year. I think Baldy and I both uh, are feeling the the under. The Lions have done it the other way, as I alluded to, Baldy. They kind of tore it down and, and traded their franchise quarterback to get themselves in position to draft one at the appropriate time. And they have chosen the route of, you know, continuing – to to use a lot of their high end pieces to build the roster out. Jared Goff, everybody knows, is a placeholder. And this year's draft, the quarterbacks weren't that hot. You know, not 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 a whole lot of that you would hang your hat on. So they, they you know they're hedging their bets, and they could still wade into those waters in the upcoming draft next spring. In the meantime, I think they will be a better product on the field. The roster is now gone from the tear it down stage into the build-it-up stage. A lot of people like their draft. Um, I like the way they finished the season. I like Mm -hmm. the way they played against some better teams down the stretch. Uh, I I feel like they're headed in the right direction. They still have a ways to go, but I'm starting to buy in that things are gradually
0: changing there. I totally agree. Uh, I like the way they competed last year. Uh, especially, you know, games against the Rams. I mean, they were the Cardinals game, yeah, there was, yeah, yeah. Very, highly, highly competitive. Knocked the Cardinals off. They were undefeated, I think, when they went to Detroit. Beat the Cardinals. You know, they get Frank Ragnow back. You know, he's an elite center. Missed yeah, yeah. most of the season last year. The offense line should be very good. Mm-hmm. There's no question that this this should be a strength of the team. And I know what you know what they want to do. Uh, they want to run really run the ball, get physical. They got a you know a very good tight end in TJ. We gotta see if these backs can stay healthy. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, they're the relying like DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams, like they they've got all that. But they they added really good pieces. You know, I, I think Jameson Williams, I don't know when he's gonna be ready to go. Right. But he's he's a flat out flyer. And you put yeah, him yes, with yes. Amon Ra St. Brown, who really really showed up last year as a rookie, uh fourth round pick. He mm-hmm. he he looks like the real deal. We'll see if DJ Chark can sort of, you know, I don't know, maybe maybe they just healthy. being around yeah. well that and you know, just being around Urban. Maybe that you just need a you know clean slate, whatever. Yes. So
1: yes but but
0: he's got talent. But defensively, I mean, with Aiden coming in and what they've got um in the secondary and up front, like I they've got a they've got a chance to I think surprise some people mm-hmm. this year. Like to me, I I I Dan Campbell and that group, like I'd be disappointed if they don't have eight wins. You know, at the end of the season. Interesting. Like, I think they have eight wins in them. Like, I think they're going to surprise the people. I think they played a game the right way. Um, There's a, I think there's a growing toughness about this team and the type of players that Mm -hmm. they have. And so, like, I, look, I I don't think Jared Goff is the long-term answer to winning a Super Bowl in Detroit or making a deep playoff run. But in the meantime, build your roster up as much as you possibly can. He's, he's certainly more than serviceable. He can win you some games. He's not an elite player uh, under pressure, making off-script plays. That's not his game. But he's a smart, dependable player that has avoided injury for the most part. And he he's he's good enough to win games. And so, but in the meantime, keep building the roster. And that's what this draft was to me. I think they got some elite pieces. Um, I know there's teams out there that thought Jameson Williams was the, the best receiver in this draft. Um, he, he play. He's fast and he plays fast and he's a home run hitter. Now we got to see how that ACL, you know, heals up, but um, like, he, you know, you're going to have that speed component to this offense. It's going to help the offense.
1: Yeah. Well, eight wins would be something. I, I, I certainly think Vegas has them six and a half along with the, with, with the bears. If, if I was inclined to bet, I would certainly bet the over there. Um, and you know what? In an NFC where there's not a whole lot to hang your hat on and and, and to your point about them all pulling in the same direction, that, that might be enough for, for them to, um, to get much closer to 500 than I think anybody would have been talking about this time a year ago. Um, overall, look, this is not the greatest division in the NFL. There's a lot of uncertainty there. Um, and the best player in the division uh, by far is approaching, you know, Age forty, so we'll have to continue to monitor um, how Aaron Rodgers is able to finish these seasons, and if he's able to get that second Lombardi Trophy that he is chasing. This has been Baldy's breakdowns, the NFC North edition. We appreciate you guys as always for for listening. Um, please uh, subscribe, rate, review, uh, give us feedback. iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your the Odyssey app, wherever you uh, get your podcast. You can check me out on Twitter at Jason Lock and Fora. You can check Baldy out on Twitter at Baldy NFL. And you can check us out again soon as we will continue this process of breaking down each division and head next to the AFC North. Thanks for listening and talk to you soon.